Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. Hey, it's Doug with an opportunity to catch up with David Hoffman. He's the founder of David Hoffman Realty, as well as Covenant First Mortgage and Beyond Title. His work on real estate and economics has been published in major media outlets, and he is an international speaker on the value of relationships. David currently lives in Marvin, North Carolina, with his wife and two boys, and we are going to spotlight the book, Relationships Over Rules, Seven Principles to Lead Gracefully and Love generously. David, thank you so much for making time. Thank you for having me, Doug. And a little quick ad-lib or amendment to that bio is a few weeks ago, we took custody of a precious little girl named Isabella who turns 10 on Saturday. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That, that's, a, that's a God story for another day. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I always like to start at the beginning. So the idea of the inspiration for this book, Relationship Over Rules, came from where? Well, it came from growing up without relationships, Doug. You know, my my mom chose life for me when she was told that the birth would trigger her multiple sclerosis, and sure enough, it did. Um, she was paralyzed from the waist down as soon as I was born, and, um, you know, I was taken away from my house. My father and I left, and my father remarried, and, and it was a real struggle to um, spend time with my mom a few times a year, and it was just a, it was just a challenging upbringing without a lot of love. and so. Doug, I didn't have many relationships, and and I definitely didn't have one with God. And so the point of the book is to encourage people that, regardless if it's at home or in the marketplace, to focus on the relationships that God puts in their life, starting with Him. You know, we always focus on, you know, in our marriage, my wife and I even kid at times that, you know, like we give the best of ourselves to the strangers and the neighbors and, and you know, the, the workplace and the school and the kids, when really... We need to be focusing on our relationship. And in the marketplace, we focus on giving great service or at least good service during the transaction, but then it ends and that person is left thinking, where did my friend go? Mm. Um, but that's actually, but the relationship actually begins when the transaction ends. You know, relationship in your marriage actually begins after the marriage, after this committed. You know, most people say, okay, the hard work's done. No, that's when it really begins. That's, that's when a true relationship begins. And so I just want to encourage people, Doug, that the world says all these things that are not possible. The world tells you all the rules that you, you can't break the chains of a tough, challenging upbringing or last night. You can't get out of an abusive marriage or relationship that you can't start a business or follow a dream because no one who looks like you or sounds like you or comes from your walk of life has ever done it before. But I just want to encourage people that the relations in your life, starting with the number one relationship with him in the center, can overrule those rules that the world tells you of what's not possible. Wow. Well, and even just to circle back on what you mentioned in, in, in the beginning, the idea of your mother choosing life when she was told that it was going to have a negative impact on her, and she did. What, talk a little bit about what, what you got to know and experience as it relates to your mom. Yeah, you know, before I was a husband, before I was a dad, Doug, you know, what I knew was my, my mom was filled with love. And so when I would see her a few times a year, I never wanted to leave. One, as a child, I'm thinking, why am I not with my mom? 
But even more importantly, she's just full of love, Doug, and she's just so beautiful inside and out, and, and she has the biggest smile on her face. As I, be, as I grew up, as I became a man and then a husband and a father, what really became impactful to me was, wow, my mom essentially lost everything, but she always stayed positive. And that has taught me that that adversity that she faced after delivering me, it gave her perspective. You know, she didn't have her health, but she was still alive. It was kind of like a joke story for her. You know, she didn't get to see her son 24-7 and raise me. So when she was with me, she was grateful. And, you know, she lost her marriage, but she didn't lose her relationships or friendships. And so I really believe what my mom taught me more than anything was that you need to stay grateful in all things, not just focusing on what doesn't work. I think the devil wants us to focus on what doesn't work. My mom taught me to focus on what is working, you know. And so when I would see my mom, it was only positive, Doug. I never heard mm. a gripe once. Mm. I never heard a complaint once. I never, I don't know what my mom's frowning looks like because it never happened once. Wow. And, um, and that's really encouraging for me when I'm going through a tough season. And, and it really does make me realize, you know, that um, all that adversity she was facing gave her perspective, being like, look, as a young woman, I'm sure she didn't imagine delivering a child and losing her ability to walk. She didn't imagine giving her vows and then her husband leaving. She didn't imagine delivering a little boy and losing him. But, and so it was not exactly what she planned and she didn't live a very long life, but she made the most of it. She had gratitude in the little things. And so that's so beautiful. You know, I always say everything good that anyone sees in me, Doug, came from my mom. Mm, that is beautiful. What a beautiful testimony uh, of her and I guess just obviously an encouragement that we never really understand how God can use things, even something that the world would look at and 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 weep over. Um, that was such a seed that was planted in your life, and now to be able to go out and encourage others. And I understand your wife also endured some trauma as well, so you're kind of there for each other in the marriage. Yeah, definitely. And and while it was happening, dog, it was a tough season, physically, mentally, spiritually. She was getting diagnosis after diagnosis. One doctor gave her a book for our kids that said, your mom will be in a wheelchair. And, um, and I was like, wow, she's turning into my, my mom. You know, um, it's going to happen. And, and there was moments of despair and discouragement, but we never lost our hope. We never lost our faith. And, you know, my wife is better for it because she learned so much and, and she's come out of the valley. Uh, I'm better for it because... It, it, it taught me how to, far from perfect, it taught me to die to self, uh, to get get up each morning and just focus on service to her and the kids and not worry about receiving. But also, even for our marriage, I think we both look at the other. My, my, my wife always fought, and she saw that I was there for her. And, um, and, and so that was very special. You know, God was working in that season. You know, we, we lost two little girls in miscarriage one far along during that season because of her health. And and so when the pandemic began, Doug, two things were on my heart. One, I always think three minutes and three years. And two things were put on my heart when the pandemic began. Then the next three years, I'm going to get my story out to the world. And so I started saying yes, and doors started opening to write the book, Relationship Over Rules. But secondly, I was open to the, 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 the goal of adopting a little girl that was God's plan. And we didn't go the adoption route. God said, okay, <laughs> you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, I've got a plan for you. It might not be exactly what you think, but I'm going to put a girl in your life. 
I didn't I didn't even know who she was four months ago, and now she wants me to take her to the daddy daughter dance. Ah, oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. We're talking with uh, David Hoffman. Relationships over rules. Seven principles to lead gracefully and love generously. Um, can we touch on one of those uh, principles? Absolutely. You know, I'd love to do two quick ones if I could. One that's a little bit more mainstream and one that people may not hear as often. The one that's a little more mainstream but it's very it's, it's important to affirm and encourage is your past does not define your purpose or dictate your potential. You know, people have heard it, but I just want to make sure people believe it and know it to be true. You know, everyone has a past. I just want to encourage people, Doug, that their past does not define their purpose of what God has called for them on this side, and it does not dictate their potential of what's possible. You do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We all know this. I hope you do. Um, and so I just want to encourage people that, that what they came from is not where they're going. You know, for me, it gave me perspective to stay grateful in the little things. It made me realize I don't need as much of this world. I just need God. Um, but also, it taught me how not to be, how not to lead, how not to love or not love, how, you know, hurt people hurt people, but that doesn't have to be true. And so the first principle that I want to share is just the affirmation that your past is not to find your purpose any more than it dictates your potential. You do so much more. What you've gone through is not who you are or where you're going. And then one other principle to share is find a way to say yes, but say the right yes. You know, I think people either are people pleasers. I believe in being a God pleaser. Mm. I think it's natural for us to be people pleasers and, and um, to, you know, to always say yes. And we overcommit, and then people lose trust, and it hurts the relationship. So you don't want to say yes unconditionally. You want to make sure that it's the right person. It could be a tough person, but not toxic. You want to make sure it's the right person, but find a way to say yes to the people that God's put in your life. You know, it, the other side of it is, you know, we want to say no. We want to keep our guard up. We want to protect our time, and that's important. You know, we don't want to overcommit. That's also critical. But then what happens is we say no because it's the unknown. If so I want to encourage people to find a way to say yes to those that are in their life, because that will encourage them and empower them to keep dreaming and believing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Seven are in the book. Check that out. Um, why is it more important to be a friend than to be an expert? You know, you've got to be the friend and the expert, always staying present. But if you're not the friend first, you're not going to get a chance to show you're the expert. You know, everyone knows um, the old saying, no one cares how much you know if they know how much you care. And uh, But it, it's never been more true than the fact that you need to come as a friend. You know, Jesus walked with the disciples. But then when it came time to heal, he was there too. Uh, but he came as a baby in a manger very humbly. You have to meet people where they are. You've got to walk them on their shoes. You have, you've got to communicate their way first. And then they will drop their guard and give you a chance to show how you can add value. I love here that the book wraps up with some very deliberate action steps and really a three-year plan. Can you talk about uh, the three-year plan? Yeah, absolutely, Doug. And so, you know, I alluded to it a little bit earlier where everyone likes to write down dreams. And that's a good start, but it's not great. You know, they say, oh, one day or five years, ten years. It's safe. One day I'll go to the gym. One day I'll take that trip. One day I'll adopt someone who's in need. One day I'll get married or one day I will start my own business. One day I'll start going to church. One day I'll tithe. And it's safe. But God doesn't want us to have apathy. You know, God gives us all the security we need. And so five years, seven years, ten years, it's too far out there. It doesn't get accomplished. Too many things change. And then one year is too soon. And so I found that three years gives us enough time to know where we're going when we grow up. 
but also to unpack what it looks like today. And so, like I said, when the pandemic started three years or so ago, two things got put on my heart. One, to write this book. And so I said, yes, I answered the call. But two, to go through the process of bringing a little girl into our life. And on both ends, I didn't know the sto- I didn't know the title or what I was going to use with the stories of the book, and I definitely did not know this precious little girl. We thought we were going to go the traditional adoption method and go that route. It was going to take years and years, but I knew that I'd be open to it in the next three years. And sure enough, both happened in those three years because I said yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, David, I certainly want to be respectful of the time. We will have uh, links and everything in the show notes page as far as connecting with you at the website and socials. Is there anything that we missed that we want to make sure we spotlight before we go? I don't think so, Doug. I just want to encourage people to to just get the book, Relationships Over Rules, and if they start it and they don't like it, that's okay. But I think if they start it, it starts with my story, and it's not about me, but I want to encourage everyone that they have their story. And, and that's the whole point of the book is I want to be able to – see that, wow, if David could overcome, I can do immeasurably more. And and um, so I just wanted to encourage people to give the book a chance because, again, you know, it's my story for his glory. But more importantly, I just want to encourage people that they all have their own story. They all have a purpose and they can do so much more. I'm Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. 